You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's Zow You Doing is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. As I said, Zhao Yu doing, which means Lily Zhao is on the program today. As always, a unique perspective from Lily, if for no other reason than she's from Indianapolis, grew up uh, around uh, watching Peyton Manning and the Colts. And actually, I, I found out over the course of, of this discussion with Lily that, that she actually fell in love with football via the Florida Gators. I knew she was a Gators fan. But it was cool to hear the story behind it. Before we get to that discussion with Lily, the Packers activated Alan Lazard off the IR yesterday after he uh, spent several weeks recovering, practicing, and getting ready to play this week off of core muscle surgery. And, And of course, he has not played since that Saints game when he was so electric, creating in the absence of Devontae Adams. And what that means for Green Bay is right now, barring a setback, They will, for the first time, have the vast majority of their preferred starters on the field on Sunday, assuming Lazard is good to go. Just because he's being activated doesn't mean he'll be, you know, a huge part of the game plan. But considering that he's come back, he's practiced the last two weeks, I think that's a pretty good sign that you're going to see him plenty whether he you know he plays 80 percent of snaps or something like that i don't think that that we can bank on that but he's going to get some playing time if you go back to week one when the packers hung 43 points on the minnesota vikings they had all their skill guys now they didn't have billy turner you go back to week two for at least three quarters of that game or a half of that game they had all their skill guys They put 42 points on the Detroit Lions. Even without Devontae Adams, they go into New Orleans with Alan Lazard and they score 37 points. As Jim Osharski from uh, Packers News tweeted, the Packers in six quarters when they have all of their top skill players, their top receivers and running backs in the same game, which is really just six quarters so far this year. They're three running backs and they're three receivers. When they've had all those guys this year through the first game and a half, they scored 60 points in six quarters. They were unbelievably potent. And so if you're going to go into a game where you're going to face a top five defense by DVOA, a top 10 team overall by DVOA, You need your offensive skill talent. And we don't have to get into the discussion of should they have drafted a receiver? Should they have taken Jordan Love or A.J. Dillon or any of that? We don't need to do that because 
we've seen this offense at full strength be something close to unstoppable. And are the Vikings a great team? No. Are the Lions a great team? No. Are the Saints a great team? No, but it's the same group of Saints that have been really good defensively the last month plus. And the Packers, without Devontae Adams, put 37 on their heads. This offense, with all of its talented players, fully healthy. And we, you know, there's a, I think there's a chance A.J. Dillon comes off. Certainly, he is not an essential piece to this offense right now. But if he comes off the COVID list, they will have all of those guys. If they have Jones and Williams plus MVS, Adams, and Lazard on Sunday, that will be as close to full strength as they have been all season. And they're going to have something close to their preferred starters on the offensive line. Of course, Lane Taylor was playing great at right guard in training camp and looked to be you know, having a bounce back season after injury in 2019. He gets hurt again. But Billy Turner was the guy they wanted at OT. And, you know, they wanted Billy Turner on one side at right tackle. They wanted David Bakhtiari on on the other side at left tackle. And they think that Billy Turner at tackle is their best five because they like Lucas Patrick at guard. Elton Jenkins stays at left guard. You've got Corey Lindsley at center. So this five is not necessarily the preferred five, but it's pretty close. And it could potentially be their starting five next season. So in a way, it is their preferred five. Although Lane Taylor on a minimum deal coming back probably makes a lot of sense for Green Bay. If for no other reason, then it gives them a ton of depth to have Wagner, to have Patrick, and and you still have John Runyon Jr. Maybe you slide Lucas Patrick over, Lane Taylor becomes your starting right guard, and you still have John Runyon Jr. behind him to be that sort of swing interior player. You still have Rick Wagner to slide behind and be your swing tackle, and you're going to once again have if not the best, one of the three to five best offensive lines in the league. So if the Packers can at any point face down one of the best defenses in the league and still manage to score a bunch of points, this is the group of guys who would be most capable of doing it. We don't have to worry about, oh, should they have traded for Will Fuller or whatever. This group of players has proven to be talented enough to score a bunch of points. Now, can they do it on a really good defense? That they still have to prove, and they're going to have to prove a couple times the rest of the way. They've got the Bears twice. They've got the Colts. Those are their toughest challenges defensively left on the schedule. Now, those teams do not have great offenses. In fact, the Colts are a below-average offense. The Bears are a well-below-average offense, and we don't know when Nick Foles is going to be back. Even if Nick Foles is out there, this is a bad Bears offense and has been all season. So even if we don't want to look at the 30,000 foot view of this, we don't want to zoom out and say, okay, this is what this means about the Packers team overall. If you just want to look at winning a game on Sunday, being healthy, of course, is good. But being healthy in this specific way, if, you know, let's say Jair Alexander isn't out of concussion protocol by Sunday, they probably feel okay about Josh Jackson and Kadar Holman and Shannon Sullivan. They played well enough against the Jaguars, who frankly have a better offense than the the Colts this season. That's not a joke. By DVOA, they have a better offense, or at least they did before the Packers played them on Sunday. 
And, and maybe that's something that is is going to affect, you know, how th- these teams look moving forward. Um, and, and part of that Jacksonville DVOA, for example, uh, in, includes a lot of Gardner Minshew. After the game, the Colts are ahead of the Jaguars in DVOA, but going into the game, Jacksonville was actually ahead, and we'll see what happens to, to this team coming out of it. Still, the Colts are 18th in DVOA. They're a below-average offense, and they are 27th rushing the ball. So they use a high pick on Jonathan Taylor. They have Naheem Hines. They have some talented players. But the running game is not their strength. In fact, their defense is their strength. And, and Phil Rivers has been their offensive strength, getting the ball to Michael Pittman Jr., to Mo Ali cox to Jack Doyle. It hasn't really been T.Y. Hilton deep. It hasn't really been, you know, a, a spectacular passing offense so far this season. And it's still their best offensive trait. So if you're going to have a week to have a banged up secondary, this is not a bad week. And if you're going to have a week where you need your defense to come and step up, against an offense that has not been great this season and one that doesn't run the ball well is the week to do it. So there is this confluence of events here for Green Bay to say, okay, we are putting our stamp on this season. We are contenders. We are going to Indianapolis and we are going to beat down the Colts because this matchup is advantageous for us. They're not enough, They're not effective running the ball. So don't let them become effective running the ball. They're not a great throwing team. And Phillip Rivers is prone to turnovers. Create some of those turnovers. Don't give up big plays and let your offense go to work. Now, Matt Eberflus is a a truly terrific defensive coordinator. They have some really good personnel. The Packers know Xavier Rhodes well, although he still can't cover Devontae Adams. They have a really good front with DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston. And and you've got Darius Leonard out there at linebacker. Bobby Okariki has been playing well. And the, the, the rest of the secondary is, is sort of a conglomeration of talents that they put together. Julian Blackman has been a really good rookie for them. You know, they, they don't have a lot of names in the secondary outside of, of Rhodes, but they've been a good defense this season. You know, you probably can't name the two other linemen or the three other linemen on their team who play heavy snaps outside of DeForest Buckner and, and Justin Houston, certainly. This is this is a little bit of a no-name defense, but they're really well coached. They're really tough. And this is going to be a good challenge for Green Bay. The good news for them is they have all their dudes. And so, again, if they're they are going to prove that they can handle a good defense, yes, a physical defense, then getting Alan Lazard back, getting Aaron Jones healthy, getting your offensive line healthy, really for the first time all season, certainly going back to week one and then early in week two, this is the week to do it. Before we get to our conversation with Lily, let's talk about our friends at Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and all their new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. Why spend more money on competitors when you don't have to? And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time 
time. And right now you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. This is the perfect time. Quarantine, things are getting worse. There may be new stay-at-home orders wherever you are. Get Echelon Fit at echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's echelonfit.com slash NFL. We are back for another edition of everyone's favorite game. Zao you doing? Lily Zao from Fox 6 in Milwaukee. Finishing up with Packers Jaguars. Looking forward to Packers Colts. But let's start with the most important topic. Lily, Zao you doing? Zao you doing, Peter? I'm doing well. Um, my worlds are colliding this week because the Packers play the Colts and I'm from Indiana. So it is going to be weird, but like in a good way, but in a weird way, if that makes any sense. It does make some sense, I suppose. Um, I I approve of it. (laughs) I want to talk about what happened on Sunday a little bit. Um, and, and I know that. There were some discussions during the game and after the game. I, I thought it was really interesting. Aaron Rodgers talked about the energy of the team, and and he didn't seem to think like the Vikings game, um, where he really bemoaned the lack of juice from the team. Um, but then Matt Lafleur did have a problem with the energy that the team had. What I thought was interesting, Lily, was he came back on Monday, Lafleur did, and and walked back that criticism, saying, no, after talking to the players, it was really more just about execution and et cetera, et cetera, and, and excused it a little bit. Are you are you buying this explanation from Lafleur? I it, it was interesting because I, I noticed that too on Monday where I'm like, well, you know, he did say it was, you know, quote unquote disturbing. And, you know, for us watching the game, it was I didn't see a lot of energy. Um, and again, maybe they quantify it in a different way than I would quantify it. But in terms of like, you know, we, we would see a run and like, you know, normally, we, you know, Jamal would be like head banging, didn't see any of that. Um, there were really no shots of guys. And again, maybe there, there were guys that were pumped up on the sidelines that the TV cameras didn't see because, you know, like a, a majority of us are not at the games in person now. So we can't really tell. Right. But the TV portion of it um, and what was shown on TV, it, it just there was not the juice that I'm accustomed to seeing from a team that, you know, is playing a one win team at home and the elements that they're used to. And this team's from Florida. Um, they look very lackadaisical, in my opinion. But, you know, maybe there was a different view from, you know, an Aaron Rodgers who was there in person on the field talking to those guys. So but, you know, I feel like the whole energy thing is like, you know, when you're down and you're playing in a quote unquote inferior opponent. Um, even though I know no, there's no NFL game that's a gimme. It's, you know, you're accustomed to seeing your captains kind of get fired up in those situations. And we didn't really see that on the TV portion, at least. Yeah. And, and I, I talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show. But, you know, if you're not if you're not making plays and, and the Packers missed the chances to make plays, they had some weird, you know, mental lapses and execution errors. It's hard to to bang your head if you're Jamal Williams, if you don't rip off a chunk run. You know, and and so like, yeah, when Aaron Rodgers scores, they got fired up. When MVS scores, they get fired up. They just didn't have very many of those plays. So I'm I'm sort of of two minds about this. Like I I think energy and emotion and that stuff matters. I think intensity matters. But I can also, from a player standpoint, understand them saying, look, we had a good week of practice. We we brought the energy and the emotion. We just played like crap. And sometimes you just play bad, I guess. Yeah, and that's just what happens. It was a team that didn't lay over and get run over and get trucked by in the Jaguars. They had a, you know, their defense played great. They played hard. Um, 
they played really hard and they gave the Packers fits and it was, you know, it was just their resilience down the stretch to get things done. And yeah, while there, there wasn't any sort of like hoorah moment that we saw that was like quote unquote energy, um, you know, they, at least they got the win. That's all that mattered. But you know what I found interesting is that, um, you know, Rogers was talking on the Pat McAfee show and he said the two things he's looking forward to in this Colts game on Sunday is, you know, seeing Philip Rivers, but number two, it was having fans in the stands because Indy is going to be allowing a limited amount of fans. So maybe that'll help this Packers team get more juiced on Sunday. Yeah. Rogers after the game suggested, you know, maybe roll out the barrel needs to be going on. They need to be playing the YMCA. They need to be doing some of this stuff. And if you're a fan, you know, that stuff you don't think about, you're just like, yeah, okay. They play Brown sugar or they play start me up or whatever they do. And, and you you get into it as much as you get into it. But some of that stuff matters for the players too. It helps them, you know, get a little, little hyped up. Do you, do you buy, I know you talked to John Kuhn about this because Roger was joking that, that John needed to be out there shirt off, you know, starting the wave and doing, doing that kind of stuff. Do you think that that could actually be something that helps this team? I, I do think so because any sort of, you know, play, playing at Lambeau Field is in itself a home field advantage, but you want to make it even more so with the environment and the atmosphere. And, you know, we don't have that this year with no fans. So it's how to, like, how do you kind of impose your will at home and make it seem quote unquote normal when it's not? And maybe it's incorporating these elements. And yeah, I was chatting with John yesterday and I, you know, I asked him, are we going to potentially see you on the Jumbotron or anything like that anytime soon because of what Roger said? <laughs> And John kind of laughed it off and said, you know what? He's not going to go shirtless. So sorry to disappoint people. John Kuhn will not be shirtless on a Jumbotron. But he said, you know what? I'd be down to really start the YMCA. I'll be down to start like a one-man wave, maybe get some camera guys involved in it as well, just to <laughs> like to do anything to really pump up his guys. He's like, I'm down for. So maybe if they can incorporate that or just get, you know, Packers players from the past to just kind of be like do third down cheers or whatnot on the Jumbotron – Maybe that's the little extra juice they need to really get things going. Yeah, it, it has been weird to me. I know, I know that the league has mandated, you know, the crowd noise thing, but I've been surprised more teams haven't been playing the interstitial music and some of that stuff because that that is a part of the deal. And when you watch, you know, like the NBA bubble, the things that differentiated home games from away games is the the home quote unquote home team in the bubble had all of their sound effects had all of their bits all of all of that stuff and uh, the players seem to think that at least on on some level it mattered and and so i just i wonder if that's something that they can look at in, in terms of on the field uh, it seems like the packers are going to get al lazard back um you know we we, we think jair alexander is going to be ready to play here on sunday and and this is the marquee matchup of the nfl really that's it's probably the best game of the weekend so when when you look at how the packers match up with the colts is it the defense that stands out to you and what indianapolis can do there or or is it the the different running backs for indianapolis what are you looking at and saying okay this is the thing that i'm i've really got my eye on for sunday you know what? I, I think as much as it is the defense, um, I still think it's probably going to be those the, the running backs and how this Packers defense can handle them. Um, even James Robinson, the rookie from the Jaguars, still had a decent game. Um, and, and if the Packers can't get their own ground game going because they were you know relatively shut down last week against Jacksonville, mm -hmm. it's hard to counter that with Hines and and you know, even Jonathan Taylor as well. So I think this running game for the Colts is very stout. 
Um, I think the defense is going to present some problems. They're a very well-rounded team. I know they're six and three, but you know, their special teams came through as well. So they're a very well-rounded team. They're going to be playing at home with fans. So it's going to be a huge challenge, but I would say, you know, can this Packers defense shut down the running game? I think that'll be very important. I had a, um, a player tell me that, that they will find out how good they are by how they play against the Colts on Sunday. Do you feel like this is, you know, the, the next big measuring stick for the Packers and potentially the last one that they'll have if you look at their schedule uh, the rest of the way? I really do. Um, you know, this is going to be a big a big game for them. I know it's not an MC game, but it's going to be a big game because the Colts are a quality team that will, you know, make the playoffs, hopefully. I think, right? They're, I think they're in the yep. hunt in the AFC. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they're going to be playing a quality playoff opponent because coming up, it's they have the Bears, um, they have the Eagles, and then they have the Lions. So not teams that are above 500 at the point. So you want to play a team and you want to look good on the road against a really good opponent and impose your will to say, yeah, we had kind of a stinker last week, but we're still one of the best teams in the NFC right now if we can take care of business against the Colts. I think this will be a marquee win for them because, yeah, like you mentioned, looking down the schedule, it's like, yeah, outside the Panthers and the Niners, it's they don't really have what will be considered a marquee win down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could make the case for the Titans, but that that one's also at home. It's also an AFC team. So, you know, it's sort of like where are these these signature moments going to come? Is it possible that we could be looking at a Packers team? You, you know, we talked about the energy at Lambeau Field and, and just the way this team is set up with the passing game that might actually be better suited to be playing in some of these road stadiums with fans, especially in areas where there might be domes. And this is something we've talked about with Aaron Rodgers for a long time. It, it it could be, and we saw the Super Bowl run uh, in, in inside for at least you know the Super Bowl, and then that that Falcons game. Is, is that something that you think could be in play here for the Packers? That maybe not getting the one seed isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it might not be the worst thing in the world, but I know that's what they're all going to be clamoring for. But you know, playing kind of in a dome, it's the environment's going to be controlled. I know the last you know two games that were dicey it was the weather at lambeau did not do them any sort of favors so you know when they're going to be playing in a controlled environment with fans i think they'll be fine um yeah even if they don't get that number one seed which i know is what they want i think they'll still be fine down the stretch i think this is still a good football team i'm you know very hopeful that al mozar gets gets to come back as well that's going to help their offense um and hopefully they can get this running game going as well uh, I uh, I want to finish uh, with this. Um, th- th- you mentioned Alan Lazard. Uh, we saw what MVS is able to do um, down the field. I thought I thought Sunday was his best performance as a Packer. Uh, we are trending toward that's that's how Matt Lafleur called it. That it was a, you know a positive trend for Alan Lazard to be activated. How much does this offense change if you can get Devonte Adams being Devonte Adams MVS? looking like he did on Sunday, even if you don't get that every single game and then you add Alan Lazard back into the mix. How much do you think that changes the ceiling of this team? Uh, I think it changes it tremendously because, you know, we've seen in those in these games where it's, you know, if Devontae is double covered and no one else can get open, it's this offensive struggle, especially if they can't run the football. So if, if you know, Devontae Adams is being double teamed and then Marquez can get open and get a big gain and, you know, not drop the football. That's a great play. <laughs> no shade at all to MBS. I love MBS. 
um, did not come out the shade. <laughs> um, but then if you can get him playing at the level that he was playing on Sunday, and then you add in Alan Lazard and he can hopefully doesn't have to knock off that much rust. I mean, this offense could be pretty potent because we've always talked about, you know, where is that wide receiver number two going to be coming from? And if these guys are really playing to their potential, you know, I think this is a good thing for the Packers because, yeah, I think when they were talking when Lazard was down, um, you know, the weapons weren't really there behind Devontae. It was, again, the, oh, the Packers probably should have gotten a receiver. They probably should have gotten a Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys can still play to their abilities. I think this, this offense can go to some new heights here. Something that, uh, you know, is is going to be made more difficult because the Colts defense is so good. I I have to ask just just one last question, because this is a, a world's collide moment for you as someone who who grew up in the Indianapolis area. Do you have an early memory of of football and, and how, you know, you, you sort of came to the game? Um, yeah, I do. And it actually wasn't with the Colts. It was with the Florida Gators. Oh. Um, that was, do you want me to touch on that? Yeah, let's do it. Board, it's not NFL. Um, I, it's because my dad went to UF. I was born in Gainesville, which is why I'm a Gator fan. Everyone's confused as to why I'm a Gator fan, but that's the reason why. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember the days of like Rex Grossman, Steve Spurrier, um, slinging the football down there. And I was like, you know what? This is a good game that I wanted to get, I actually get to know and, and get better at. And that was, I got introduced to college football. And then from there, we know, we, we slowly made our way to Indy and I got to see Peyton play. I remember the, um, Colt fair super bowl. That was a fun one. Um, that was very fun to see. And just those early memories kind of being back at home and just watching football with the folks was, uh, super fun. That was a great super bowl for Packer fans because it meant the bears lost. Because if yeah. if as if the Packers aren't going to win, the Bears can't win either. Uh, it, it's going to be uh, what I think is going to be a really good game, and I expect we'll have a lot more, hopefully, football to talk about. Not energy levels, not noise levels, not are they playing roll out the barrels next week. <laughs> uh, and I look forward to that. Thanks, Peter. Me too. All right, I want to thank Lily again for joining the show. Always great to talk to her. Today's episode of Zao You Doing is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar ever. Certainly the best tasting protein bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Flavors like salted caramel, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, caramel brownie. I haven't tried some of these, but the ones I have tried are absolutely delicious, and I can't wait to try the other ones. I got a big box with all different kinds of flavors, and each one truly has been better than the last one. Bars are all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, not gritty like a lot of the protein bars out there, and yet they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber and best of all right now our listeners can use promo code locked on at builtbar.com to get 20 percent off their next order use promo code locked on to get 20 percent off at builtbar.com today's episode is also brought to you by the freighter and the medical college of wisconsin with the power of academic medicine the freighter and the medical college of wisconsin health network makes more possible more humanly possible for patients like aaron Rodgers does for his offense more innovations that lead to life-saving treatments more breakthroughs for complex diseases and more locations across the region so that academic medicine is never far but what exactly is academic medicine anyway 
First, it's rare. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is Eastern Wisconsin's only academic health system. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find groundbreaking cures, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. Academic medical centers provide greater access to clinical trials, which can lead to breakthrough treatments and life-saving drugs. Freighter and MCW physicians have been a part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent, diagnose, and treat diseases. It all adds up to more possibilities. And when we do everything humanly possible, you can too. To learn more, visit www.freighter.com. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow with our crossover Thursday, Locked on Colts and Locked on Packers to get you set. This is a great week of matchups it's not just Packers Colts there are some other really good games on the docket the Thursday night game tomorrow night is great the Monday night game is great so this is the part of the season where things start to get really good this is when we find out who the real teams are who are the teams that matter who are the teams that are going to show hey we are the the Super Bowl teams and there we're going to find out a couple of these teams Maybe just don't have it this year. It looks like the 49ers are one of those teams. It looks like, you know, the Eagles are going to be one of those teams. The Ravens are starting to look like one of those teams. Green Bay wants to go out on Sunday and prove it is not one of those teams, that they are real, that they are here to stay, and they are built for December and January. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.